This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. What a day in the life of the LSU Fighting Tigers, at least in football. The LSU Tigers did not take the hardwood. They did not take the field today. However, we got some really big news coming our way in reference to LSU football recruiting. Brian Thomas Jr. signs with LSU, the four-star wide receiver out of Walker, Louisiana, the big 6'4 wide receiver out of the state of Louisiana. And who? Who? 281-330-8004? Is it Mike Jones? Well, we don't know yet. <laughs> who Mike Jones but it would appear it would appear that LSU does have another commitment Austin Thomas who is from Tennessee and who Mike Jones who's also from Tennessee it's looking like that LSU is trending for Mike Jones the linebacker from Clemson, Clemson who also plays the nickel who, who announced a couple of maybe about a month ago that he was going to be a transfer looks like he's going to be coming to LSU, adding depth to a position that you need depth at, at that linebacker position. We will keep you up to date. And if any breaking news comes to that we get from Mike Jones, I'm going to say who, man. I used to love Mike Jones. Back back then, them girls didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. I, it kind of is the, the theme anthem for AYS. <laughs> but that's not all we're going to talk about tonight. Also, Rafino's rants. I'm going to tee off on the NFL. So you're going to want to stay in tune. Like, I'm literally going to tee off on the NFL. I'm going to tee off a little bit on Sean Payton, too. So you're not going to want to miss that. Also, let's do some LSU breakdown before we get out of here today, too. As it looked, as it uh, c- continuously just gets closer, man. And LSU basketball is going to be playing tonight. We might talk about that, but we always do the the post-game show, so we might wait. But before we get started, guys, we got to talk about our good friends over at GM Varnado and Sons. GM Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. 
With our highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, tire, <laughs> tire rotations, tire, tire repairs, tire rotations, tire sales. Tongue twisted. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And from the number one real estate team in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Or give them a call today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay. I do have some announcements before we get started, and we will get to the comments uh, as well. Number one, number one, if you own a restaurant, I'm looking to make a deal uh, for a show sponsor with a local restaurant. So if anybody you know owns a restaurant, I want to start helping through promotion for a restaurant um, in our local area. So if you own one or if you don't, but maybe know somebody let me know hit me up in the dms and i really want to help push a a local restaurant out who has been struggling uh through the pandemic with everything that's going on so just hit me up on my dms you can hit me up on are you serious sports or at blake rufino on facebook twitter all all the social media platforms and, and we will go there uh also i want to uh thank our good partners over at believe podcast they do an amazing job for me and everybody watching the show do us a favor by hitting the like and share. I know I always pin it, uh, that comment on Facebook, but everybody do that before we get started. Patrick says, what's that number to GM Varno and Sons? Is it 281-330-8004? No, that was Mike Jones's old number. But I know that number like the back of my hand, just like I know this one. That's 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. If you say a number enough, you're going to know. Uh... Swish a house, says Devin Stobb. Absolutely. Jack Davis says Sean Petty uh, Payton. Yeah, we're, I'm going to tee off on him. I'm going like I'm going to tee off on the NFL. Roger Goodell and Sean Payton. And let's be realistic with what's going on there. But before we get to that, I'll get to a couple more comments before we get to Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, Carl Dunn, Carl the Cat Dunn on YouTube. What's up, Carl? He says they play tomorrow night. Yeah, they play tomorrow night. Talking about the basketball team. We'll do the post-game show or the pre-game show. I forget what time, but we always go right before or right after. Uh, they need a big win tomorrow. They need to get back on track. Maybe this this game being canceled uh, this past week uh, helps them. This past Saturday helps them. Uh, but here's to hoping they get back on the right track. Danny Krantz says, ask Blake. Blake. Why can't Peyton retire and let Breeze take over coaching? I don't know. I mean, if the people want me to get to that, we'll get to it in a minute. We'll get we'll get to it in a minute. Aaron Adams is thankful this season is starting much better for the Tigers. Okay, you're right, and let, let's go there. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr., what a goofy recruitment. Okay, I came on this show yesterday and said, guys, basically, and I remember saying this, and I had to go back and listen just to make sure I'm not recorrecting myself or saying something I didn't say, but basically, it looks like it's trending LSU, but I'm not going to say anything until I know for certain. Now, you had Mike Scarborough who said that he was feeling great on this commitment over a week ago from TigerBait.com who continued to say LSU, 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 but he commits today to the Tigers. What was very interesting very, very interesting in the Brian Thomas Jr. commitment video. And, and even after the speech, he said he didn't let anybody know where he was going. He didn't let coaches know. He didn't let LSU know. But, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, he's a part of the class. A bigger wide receiver. A guy who – look, I went and watched his huddle film again today. This guy's stronger than I really remembered him being. A uh, guy that really can play in the slot and can play out wide. And he's deceptively quick and fast. And you, something I want to make very, very, very big, or something very, very known here, because it was something that I didn't even anticipate would happen today when Brian Thomas committed. We have to start looking at Mickey Joseph as one of the better recruiters, in, not just in our state, but on our team right now. 
When you go get guys like Jamar Chase, when you go get guys like John Emery Jr., when you go get guys like Terrace Marshall and others, and you're a wide receivers coach, you go get Kayshawn Bouti. Guys, quite honestly, oh, was the lead recruiter for Savion Jones out of St. James who just signed a couple of days ago, a week ago, literally. We have to start actually, when we talk about big-time recruiters in the country, Mickey Joseph needs to start being there. You, I got to give my hat off to him. And what a hell of a wide receiver room that LSU is going to have next season. I mean, just starting off the, uh, off the top, you have Kayshawn Boutique, Trey Palmer, Coy Moore. The list continues. Jeray Jenkins. The list continues to go on. And then you have an infusion of youth. An infusion of youth with all of these guys who are coming in to LSU as freshmen. Now, I'm not going to say that we're going to have a bust-out star from one of these freshman wide receivers, but we could, like a Kayshawn Bouti did in the last two games uh, of the season last year. But when you go get the number one recruit in the state of Mississippi and Deion Smith, who Ed Orgeron said reminds me of, wait for it, Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's big praise. Absolutely huge praise. You go get guys like Chris Hill and Brian Thomas Jr. The list continues to go on, and you get Malik Neighbors and Jack Besh. I know a lot of people put Jack Besh in that wide receiver group. I think he's going to be more of an H-back, so I don't put him in that wide receiver group. But when you – and look, what, look at all these guys. Malik Neighbors, Louisiana. Brian Thomas Jr., Louisiana. Chris Hilton, Louisiana. I mean, you're just stacking up Jack Besh, Louisiana. This class has really done good with going and getting big-time guys – from the state of Louisiana. Patrick Chase, boom, promo. Yeah, we we really want to promote a uh, a restaurant that's been hit uh, hard by COVID. Like, we really want to we really want to help a, a, a restaurant, and I want to make a deal with them. And speaking of promos, something that I sent today, and I didn't mention this yesterday, was our good friend Mr. Harold Woods won the $100 gift card giveaway to Academy. My good friend, Mr. Harold Woods. I'm glad you won it, brother. I'm glad you won it. Uh, Cedric Rawls says, ask Blake, what did I miss? Well, let's get there. Um, Ed Orgeron came out right as the commitment video was being released that officially Brian Thomas had committed to or signed with LSU. We got to hold that tiger. Tweet that is infamous with Ed Orgeron and LSU that they have signed or have gotten a commitment from another recruit. Now, initially, we at least I did, and I'm getting I was getting prepped ready for the show about an hour ago, so about this time, 6:15, and right about then we're like, oh, maybe that's for Brian Thomas, only to find out that no, they were sending it for someone else. Now, I'll be honest with you, last night I was told. Last night, I was told that one of the transfer linebackers had committed to LSU. Now, I want to keep it quiet, but it looks like now um, they're not doing that. They hit a hold that Tiger. And also, uh, Austin Thomas, who's the new GM, this new label or the label that he already was, the GM Austin Thomas, who is from Tennessee, along with the linebacker from Clemson, Mike Jones, who Mike Jones who is also from Tennessee, he says, we're not done yet. I don't know, as I've been on the show, I do not know if that is official yet. So if if, if LSU or anybody has made that official yet, somebody please let me know that because I have not seen that. And obviously when we're on the show, I don't, I try not to te- uh, get any text or anything's like, anything like that. Richie Roche, our good, uh, one of our sponsors here from Richie's, uh, Roche's, Lawn and Landscape says, LSU's baseball is going to be nasty this year. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. What do I What do I anticipate? I know that Paul Maneria likes to a lot play big-time defense and have a lot of speed out there, but he said, look, this is a better, really good hitter team. They're not great on defense. So what? Let's get after that ass. Kyle Farmer, if you, I see you watching. Comment in the stream. Give your brother the live viewer. Hit inside that stream, big dog. Uh, Rick Boone says, what happened with Peyton? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Trust me, I'm going to tee the frick off. Because I'm quite honestly, I'm tired of the pettiness with Sean. I'm tired of the pettiness. 
A lot of people praise the pettiness. We're going to get there. Harold Wood says, Mickey Goat Joseph. Yeah, I mean, you got... Harold's right. You got to give... You have to give Mickey Joseph credit here. When you go get all of these guys from the state of Louisiana, big-time recruits. Look, Jamar Chase is probably and more than likely going to be the first receiver off the board. Justin Jefferson also comes. You go get Savion Jones, a defensive lineman. And some people, some people, and even people that I highly respect, had Mason Smith, Savion Jones in that one-two slot. Even above Sage Ryan out of LCA. Hunter says Booty will be the man. Yeah, it's he's certainly going to be the man for right now, especially the the way, and owner's right here, especially the way he ended the season. I mean, he broke the SEC record for yardage as a freshman with a true freshman quarterback. So very good to see. Colin Thibodeau, what's up, Thibodeau? Hadn't seen you in a while, man. Or, or, I know you've been here, but you've been working. Booty going to have some CBs in their feelings this year. I could see that. RJ Green on YouTube says, In my opinion, Mickey is the best in the country. Just look how he's developed Chase, Jefferson, Booty. Yeah, he's, look, he's a great recruiter, and he's been a, bar, a part of great receiver classes. I mean, you got to give it to him. Now, Joe Brady did coach that team in 19. He was a wide receivers coach, but again, Again, <laughs> you got to give it to him. Nick on face on YouTube says, "Fun fact: It has been fourteen thousand nine hundred eighteen days since George, the Georgia Bulldogs won a national championship, and they're always in my mentions, man. Bulldog fans are always even more than Alabama. I've said this before, but more than Alabama fans, more than I guess Clemson fans, more than any other SEC school." that is in my DMs or on my comments, it's Georgia Bulldog fans, and they haven't won shit. You played for a natty. Congratulations. We've played in four in the last 20 years. So just going to throw that out there. Uh, Eric Wright says, no homesickness in Louisiana. That's true. But I'm going to say this about Eric Gilbert as this is going to continue to somewhat get out there. I don't know if Eric Gilbert's situation was just being homesick but how they tried to label it to save the kid that's all i'm gonna that's how i'm gonna say it mlm on youtube says ask blake if you want to know how they will use besh i think you just need to look how gilbert was used this year absolutely and that's why i said i'm not gonna put him in the receivers class i'll put him in an h-back as an h-back tight end class i mean yes can you flex him out wide sure but that kid's a physical dot, and he's going to gain weight. He's going to put some weight on. I know people say that he can't put much more weight on. You can make that kid gain 15 pounds easily and put it on the right way and get him to 230 easily. Uh, Lamar Williams says, Louisiana is producing the best skilled positions in the world. Per capita, yeah. Per capita, there's not a lot of argument about that. That's what we've talked about in reference to the 2022 recruiting class. Um, what's just made them so interesting about how you have a quarterback and a left tackle, one-two. That never happens in Louisiana. Two of the most pr- big positions that you have to have in, in, in all of football, quarterback and left tackle. Uh, let me say this. I know that we're monitoring this this new hold that Tiger I'm waiting. I've got nothing confirmed. I've had some people tell me that it's Mike Jones, Jr., the linebacker out of Clemson. Um, but that that remains to be seen. So we will continue to monitor this Mike Jones, Jr. Uh, information. Let's just talk about Mike Jones, Jr., if it is him, uh, an outside linebacker. Um, I'll just do this. I'll just do this. I'm not going to go to his stats. A guy who's six foot, two hundred twenty-five pounds, um, has been known to play in the uh, can play in the slot or in the nickel and play linebacker. Kind of a versatile guy. And, and look, a guy that if you can use versatility-wise, use him like you did Jabril Cox. And now you got Navantink Strong. That's I would think it would be a very big pickup. Very, very, very big pickup. I like that a lot. 
Uh, Jamar says, ask Blake any word on what the defensive players feel about the new coaching staff on defense. Jamar, it's a great question. Uh, and Derek Stingley Sr. went on with Jordy Collada. I heard the vid, uh, the interview. So, I know that a lot of people have different opinions on this. Well, hey, Dave Aranda never called me. Bo Pelini never called me. I like the fact that that Durante Jones, the new defensive coordinator, is reaching out to players that are on the team right now. Uh, I like the fact that he's asking Derek Stingley just as a man, hey, man, I want to get to know you. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a defensive coordinator and saying, hey, man, let's get to know one another. I, I'm i not going to throw shade on Dave Aranda because look at how glowingly guys like Devin White um, talked so highly about Dave Aranda. I mean, nobody really, no player at least, ever talked ill. Hell, we had Braden Fajoko on last Monday, and he talked glowingly about Dave Aranda. So I, maybe it's just a different style. Uh, in reference to the Bo Pelini thing, hey, man, it's my way or the highway. You're a player, I'm a coach, let's get after it. It's a lot of forms uh, of coaching, but I like the fact that Simply, I like the fact that he's reaching out. And quite honestly, if we're sitting here asking ourselves or or having the conversation uh, with anybody, because I like to talk to myself. I don't know if that's weird or not. Is it weird if you talk to yourself like in your head? Like I'm not talking to myself out loud. I'm just talking to myself in my head. But when you're having that conversation, at least my thought would be, that he's not just doing that to Derek Stingley Jr. If you think that he didn't pick up that phone and call Elias Ricks when he signed that paperwork, you're outside your mind. Look, if Elias Ricks was going to transfer, why ain't you done it? Could be because he's building a relationship with his defensive coordinator. Um, Billy Reddy says, you and Sean Payton need a cage match. I don't care about... I'm not one... I don't hate... Let me make this very clear. I don't hate Sean Payton... I hate the pettiness that he goes into. We'll talk about that. Trust me, I'm going to get there. I might even have to clip that on YouTube. Like, seriously, might have to clip it on YouTube and, and, and redo it. Because I, the pettiness is what gets me. I don't hate Sean Payton. Hell, I think Sean Payton's a really good coach. But the pettiness will get you beat. Uh, Gino Vegas says, this season is the killing time. What you mean, Gino? He also says we're going to flat out compete. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Jack Davis is starting to dislike Petty Sean or Sean Petty Payton. Worse than I do say, but now I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, but um, I just don't like the pettiness. And what I don't like about the pettiness is when it gets praised. That's what I hate. Richard Bickham, my good friend. What's up? He says, go Tigers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Kyle says, Blake, does Brian fill in for Gilbert? No. Uh-uh. No, Gilbert is a tight end. Brian Thomas is not going to... Brian Thomas is a receiver. He's not a tight end. Uh, you would have a guy like a Jack Besh who would fill in before that. Rod on Facebook Live, he says, ask Blake, who's going to be throwing to these studs? It's a great question, Rod, and... I, I know that we've talked about this before, but the early projection, so let's get here. Um, the early projection, I honestly, I think I cannot go to a position in my mind right now with everything returning from LSU and not see them at least being 9-3. and three. Florida's having to regroup. You still have Bama. Uh, Auburn's got to regroup. Texas A&M has to regroup. What do they look like with a new quarterback? So there's a lot of people that have to go out and regroup here. And the question is, why can't LSU do it? Now, they have the talent. Do they have the coaching? That is going to be the biggest question because the talent is there. They're not having to regroup from guys who have or, or be first-time stars like everybody else. So I do feel like that LSU rolls out of bed, okay, and could be a 9-3 team. I don't think Kentucky's got the talent that LSU... No, I know that Kentucky doesn't have the talent that LSU does, but it's always tough to go up to Kentucky and get a win. Bluegrass Miracle, you lost in 2007. I mean, so it's been... It's a tough place to play. <laughs> to say the least, it's a very tough place to play. Uh, in reference to who's going to be throwing to these studs, 
I really and truthfully think that some have overreacted to this TJ Finley is transferring deal. I mean, look, we're here in Hammond, and I've made a lot of connections with coaches here. And what I'm going to tell you is, is that if if TJ Finley, again, like an Elias Ricks, was going to transfer, he would have done it. Now, that's not to say he won't do it in the future, but when you have when you see Jake Peach and you watch the film and you say, hey, TJ Finley fumbled the football against Auburn because he didn't have two hands on the football. That's fixable. I mean, TJ did a lot of good things. So I think that they'll they'll want to battle it out. Uh, Jacob Cole, what's up, Jacob? He says, Mike Jones, if we would not get popped with a copyright infringement trend, I would play the instrumental of uh, 281-330-8004. Hunter says, Max Johnson. Look, he's. I would assume that Max Johnson is a top of the pack, okay? Because especially what he did at the end of last season, I hope, like I'm kind of somewhat praying here that I'm dead wrong on this, what I'm about to say here. Like I hope that I'm dead wrong. Um, but I just, I don't want to, I'm not coming out here and trying to poo-poo on Miles Brennan. Let me make that very clear. I have a lot of concerns about Miles Brennan. A lot. Now, there's some people around that building that says, yeah, he's been practicing. There's some people around that building that's going to flat out tell you that he's done. And Ed Orgeron pretty much came out and said if there was a game, he said last week, if there was a game this week, Miles Brennan would be looking to suit up and play. But a guy that's never been healthy, never been healthy a season and last year he was his, it was his first year really starting I have a lot of uh, it just doesn't make me feel good thinking about it let me say it like that and again I hope my, if Miles Brennan's the starter I hope him nothing but success but I hope that you're not giving uh, the reps to a guy that's been injured so much Tony Tubitz says, Aggies fans, much worse. What up, B? Well, see, they're not in my mentions. It's Georgia. God, they're always in my DMs. You would think Georgia fans are so much in my DMs, you would think that I'm a dime piece, but like I'm the sexiest person, sexiest girl on the planet. They're always in my DMs. Well, Blake, yeah, it's the big show. I mean that honky tonk badonkadonk type of but Jesus Christ. They drive me insane, y'all. And look, I'm sure there's a lot of Georgia fans that are great. But the ones that come in my DMs are just ridiculous. Michael Ray says, Ask Blake, did Jay Ward earn that nickel spot last season? It's a great question, and I don't want to say nickel because he played a lot on the outside, um, especially when Cardell Flott was there. Uh, Definitely a guy that, I'm not going to say earned it, but definitely a guy that you can throw in the rotation to go get some reps and see if he can win that starting job. You know, Michael, what's interesting about your question is this, is I got obliterated on Twitter when I said, it's funny to me. Like, really funny that Jay Ward gets beat uh, on a fade route against Ole Miss, and it was Bo Pelini's fault, right? Like, all of it was Bo Pelini's fault. How Bo should have never been in man-to-man coverage. And then, literally the next possession, Jay Ward has a pick six. I will say this, though, however. In reference to the DB room, the last two games of the season— in my opinion, nobody had two better games at the end of the season than, well, really three games. The Arkansas game, you remember the block, you remember the uh, the big hit to draw the ball loose so that Arkansas would have to kick the field goal. He then blocks it. Really over the last three games of last season, nobody, nobody had a better uh, uh, performances than Jay Ward, other than maybe Elias Ricks, but he had a pick six. But Jay Ward had big play after big play after big play in three straight games, which is very interesting. So, Michael, to answer your question, 
I think it's very easy to say that he could. Very easy. All right, well, let's get to a couple more, and I want to get to this Rafino's rants. Uh, Jacob Cole says, another transfer linebacker that is strong in coverage. I'll take that. I will, too. I don't think, and, and Jacob brings up a good point, and I don't think that fans really understand the magnitude of how great Jabril Cox was in coverage last season. When you have offensive linemen having free paths to run to the linebacker and get to that second level, and we're blaming Jabril Cox in the running game, look, Jabril Cox is going to be a top two-round pick. And if he falls out of that, then somebody's getting an absolute steal. Uh, Hunter says, I, for one, was super impressed with Jones' intro interview. Maybe we salvaged a very crappy situation or shitty situation. Yeah, I agree. Nick says, ask Blake, I know that this is far away, but what do you think about LSU's chances on Arch Manning? I'm going to leave it here. Why does Cooper Manning have LSU season tickets? And why did he get them two years ago? I'm going to leave that there. And I know he's had others before, but now my dog's got season tickets. If you understand what I'm trying to get to you. I mean, my man's right there in the damn, the damn dead center. Ole Miss is always going to be in it. Let's just call it what it is. They're always going to be in it. Richie Roche, who we'll get to in just a second. Actually, let's do this now. Well, no, we'll do it in just a second. But Richie Roche says him reaching out to players like Stingley, meaning Durante Jones, a new defensive coordinator, uh, reaching out to uh, Derek Stingley. Him reaching out to players like Stingley will make them want to run through a wall for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Robert says on Facebook Live, ask Blake, do you think we saved a spot for 22 class since Louisiana, or should we? Um, save a spot open for the loaded class in 22. No, not really. I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything to Ed Orsron in reference to recruiting, especially how good he's been in that area. It's kind of like a, uh, like, why would I say something to, to Ed in reference to recruiting, especially grad transfers and transfers? Braden Fajoko, NFL, Cole Tracy. We remember what he did and pretty much saved the season for Ed Orgeron with the Auburn kick and, and everything, the Georgia game and stuff like that. Joe Burrow, uh, Jabril Cox. I mean, there's so many guys that they've gotten in the transfer portal. It, okay, I will give you Jonathan Giles, but then I will give you Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know, like he's done fantastic in this transfer portal. And if there's a guy out there like a who? Mike Jones. If there's a guy out there like that that they believe that can play, I'm not going to say anything. If Ed thinks that they should do it, I'll be right there with him. Because I know that they're doing a lot of evaluations. If they do roll that, and Ed's never rolled one, I mean very seldomly, um, if they do roll a scholarship over to the 2022 season, I'm not going to hate that either. Uh, Vic says on YouTube, I'm really excited about Malik Malik Neighbors and his potential. I am too. I am too. A guy that you could tell just wanted to be at LSU. (laughs) As soon as they gave him that offer, they couldn't hang hang up the phone before that kid said, all right, I'm with it. Let's roll. Ryan Thibodeau, or let's see, Robert says, uh, yeah, you can roll over if if you don't use it. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says it's going to be on Max and TJ. I fully believe that. Um, I fully, fully believe that. All right, last comment, and then we're going to get to Rafino's rants that you're going to want to stay apart uh, and tune to. Uh, Barry Grange says, ask Blake, I like the fact that Thomas has the confidence to come into a loaded wide receiver room and compete. This is contrary, by the way, for everybody that's been listening to us. Uh, so many of these kids these days don't want to go out there, and they just want starting spots. Country, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Chase Orgeron, the nephew of Ed. What's up, Chase? He says, I love Brennan, but Johnson played like a grown man. Those last two games never got, never looked rattled. He also is not hurt. <laughs> I, I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to be rude here, but damn. I mean, 
dog. All right, let's get over to our good sponsors over. And he's been in the comments tonight, so let's get over to my good friend, Mr. Roche Roche with Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Guys, you got to give him a call. If you want the best-looking yard in all of your neighborhood, hell, you need some good landscaping and you want your house to really explode, get in touch with him today at 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell him Blake Rafino sent you by. If you want the best yard in your neighborhood, you damn well deserve it. That's 225-937-7220. Tell them your good friends. Send them by. And our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, he will get you, his team out there, to your new home for free appraisal. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. All right. I'm going to do this for about five minutes, so bear with me, and then we're going to get to the comments and do some LSU stuff. Bear with me here, because Rafino's rants, it's a, as Kevin Hart says, it's about to go down. I'm not sure if everybody, and I'm sure that everybody's aware about this, uh, but the New Orleans Saints are looking to have, or potentially going to have a penalty from the NFL and Roger Goodell for having a member in their locker room, who is an agent, by the way, and it went against protocol, COVID protocol. Let me say this very clearly. I'm not here to bash. I am not here to say anything bad or good about the COVID protocol. I think we have protocols. Look, I'm going to leave that out. I want to keep politics and everything out of this. Let me make that very clear. However, if you make protocols and you make things very well known and then you start fining teams like the New Orleans Saints because they're not meeting protocols. However, you're the commissioner of the NFL and when you're handing off the Lombardi Trophy and you don't have a mask on in a worldwide pandemic and you're going to go after other teams in the NFL is the most hypocritical thing that I've ever seen in my life. We know the backstory between Sean Payton and Roger Goodell. If you remember, Sean Payton was fined during the draft this past season because Pepsi is a former sponsor of the NFL and he had a Coca-Cola can sitting on his desk with a camera right in front of him. Sean Payton was uh, uh, suspended for an entire year because of Bounty Gate. Some believe that they couldn't get him on some, maybe some things that he was doing beforehand, so they went after him with Bounty Gate. But I saw video after video after video today, either on Facebook or Twitter. Players' families on the field, maskless. And again, like I'm saying, I am not trying to go into the political side of this. And I really don't care that people's families was on the sidelines. Don't care. But when you go out there and you want to find the New Orleans Saints because of protocols that you set in place, when you're not doing it to any other team, shows the bias that Roger Goodell and that red hair of his, the ginger himself, that we just got to sit back and say, oh, well, the Saints got to take it, but let's take a step back here. Like, let's seriously take a step back. Why is Roger Goodell targeting the Saints? Sean Payton. Everybody applauds Sean Payton for the pettiness that he does on Twitter. Everybody applauds Sean Payton for quote-sweeting reporters and saying, that's not true, or that's not what happened. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves when Sean Payton wears a Roger Goodell clown t-shirt under a pullover and everybody thinks it's funny, it's petty. Pettiness gets your ass beat. And pettiness brings unwanted eyes to you when you don't need them. Roger Goodell is flexing on the New Orleans Saints. Well, shame on Roger Goodell. Well, A little bit of shame on Sean Payton, too. Because pettiness is the reason that this is going on. At some point, when does it stop? 
I mean, I'm not going to say that the Saints don't get favorable calls like the uh, the Rams game, the NFC Championship game. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Roger Goodell went to an official and says, hey, there's going to be a penalty in the fourth quarter and it's going to be very crucial and it's going to be it's going to look like this and I don't want you to throw a flag. I don't think that that's going on. But if you think that Sean Payton isn't doing this to everybody in the NFL, you're damn wrong. At some point, with all the wins and all the losses, you getting so far in the playoffs, winning as many games as you can, or as many you've won as many games in the NFL than any other team, and you don't not even win a Super Bowl, but get to it. I'm not saying firing, but the pettiness shit's got to stop. All right. Let's get to some more of these comments. Rodney on Periscope says, listening to the Pete's interview, he was very high on TJ. TJ will win that starting job. I'm not going to say that he will win the starting job, but he certainly is going to be a guy that will be there. And I don't think that he. it's just as easy for him to say, hey, let this guy transfer. Everybody joining the show, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Uh, Hunter says, no, there ain't. I live in Georgia. They all suck. And hey, look, two of my sisters and my brother lives in Georgia. My brother has two businesses in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, I love people from Georgia. I'm just talking about Georgia Bulldog fans. Go Philly says on YouTube, anything less than 10-2 and two would be a disappointing year for this team considering how the schedule is laid out and who are they returning plus who they have coming in. Um... Philly, I would agree with you there, but I don't want to overshoot because I really overshot last year. Um, but I really feel like this LSU football team rolls out of bed 9-3. and three. I really do. I mean, Alex King, man, we haven't talked to you in a good old while. He says, have y'all, have y'all talked about Honeysuckle Matthew yet? No. We have it. And look, there's some other things coming out with this Matthew thing that might make Tyron Matthew look a little... Uh, might make Tom Brady look a little bit uh, worse than what happened. Uh, Scott on Facebook Live. What's up, Scott? Love that jersey, brother. He says, Ask Blake, did you just say Eli Ricks is transferring? No, I didn't. If I did say that for some reason or somehow, some way, uh, that came out, no. I, what I said was... is. Durante Jones reached out to Devontae St- or Devontae Stingley, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. And if you think that he didn't um, do that to, for Elias Ricks and why Elias Ricks isn't transferring, then you're crazy. I think that he that he did that. Um, let's see. Brandon says Philly coach O has at least went has to at least win ten games next year in order for people to see that he has that team back on the right track. <sighs> yeah, 9 or 10 wins. I think Ed really needs to get the 9 or 10 wins. I don't think fans are going to uh, really – I don't think fans are really going to allow him to get away with that. It's going to be really shaky ground. Kamen says, Scott, no, he said he w- if, if he was tra- – right, yeah, about Elias Ricks. If he was transferring, he would have done it. And, look, I fully believe that Durante Jones is – contacted everybody on that defense. I think that's pretty much a lock now. WMO on YouTube says, Ask Blake, who would you say was the fastest Tiger over the last 15 years? Trending holiday question mark. It's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, he's certainly up there. Xavier Carter was really fast. Um, man, I'm going to tell you, he was also really fast as Trey Palmer. When, I mean, y'all remember when Trey Palmer turned on the Jets against South Carolina? I'm not saying he's the fastest, uh, but still. <laughs> Perry, all right, you know what, Perry Mason? That's it. I'm contacting you. You're going to be a new sponsor of AYS. Uh, he said, the myth, the legend, Blake, hold that tiger, Rafino. Yeah, I go on a radio show, and that's how they spell my last name. It's R-U-F-F-I-N-O. It's literally right here. R-U-F-F-I-N-O, like the restaurant. Uh, Lamar Lamar Williams says, how can a guy like Giles be so great in practice but terrible in a game? Sometimes, man, people just get the bubble guts. (laughs) 
you you know how sometimes when you and I don't know if everybody's like this, but sometimes you just get so nervous you get the bubble guts. I mean, shit. Look what how Jonathan how good Jonathan Giles did with Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's ridiculous. Richie Roche said uh, Dwight McLaughlin and and came on strong at the end uh, of the season as well. Yeah, he sure did. He absolutely did. Uh, Lamar says Xavier Carter, but never showed it. And Dante Jackson. Yeah, Dante Jackson was another guy. I mean, look, LSU's had a lot of fast individuals. Very fast individuals. Uh, Perry Mason says, spinning that propaganda. No, I'm not spinning that propaganda. Uh, Justin says, your boy Lon has confirmed it's Mike Jones, LOL. Has to be 100% true. No, nobody's confirmed that. At least since the time that I've been on the show. Now, I always say that. I put 100% focus, so I don't receive texts, phone calls, nothing uh, when we go on an hour here. I don't. So I don't know that. I don't know that. But as we've talked about, who, Mike Jones, it is leaning that way. Uh, Wayne McBride on Facebook says, I'm waiting to see what Amari Goodwin will be like kid as fast as hell. Yeah, and he won, uh, what was it, the 600-meter dash in Alabama? was number one. I mean, that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. I mean, that kid's got blazing speed. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Holly on Facebook Live says, As Blake, did a Clemson linebacker just transfer to us? Uh, again, I have not seen anything since we've been on the show. Uh, I don't look at... Um, Let's see. I don't look at anything during the show, and I'm looking at my text. I'm looking at everything. I I don't see anything right now, but that's not to say that it wouldn't. So, no, nobody's confirmed that to me right now, but it is leaning that way. It is leaning that way. So, But we'll get that soon enough. But what we do know is, is that this is not just the same hold that tire. LB Carlin on... Periscope says, ask Blake, who was the second hold that Tiger today? Guys, yeah, it's uh, it looks like it's going to be Mike Jones. Now, it might be somebody else. No one's confirming it. Um, but the talk was was the simple fact that, uh, and I, we mentioned this earlier in the show, but that Mike Jones, we were told last night, did commit to LSU. Uh, so that's where a lot of people are going to run to that. A lot of people. Go Philly says, as Blake, former LSU player Jalen Collins, revealing how Les Miles talked down on him to NFL teams and ripped him over text for declaring for the draft. Anthony Johnson and Ricky Jean Francois as well. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, I saw Anthony Johnson said, uh, I'm just going to read what Anthony Johnson said. He said, same man told me you're making a big mistake. You're making the biggest mistake of your life. I later signed with the Dolphins after going undrafted, and the head of security, uh, Stu Winston, walks up to me and says, Kimbo, we had it. You all wrong. Those guys at LSU gave you a horrible gave a horrible report on you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about that. And look, I might we might have to bring Jalen Collins on the show. We might have to bring Jalen Collins on the show. And, and look, I'm looking at it right now. Saying it, look, I'm going to try to have Jalen Collins on the show. I'll message him right after the show, and we'll see if we can bring him on. How about that? And then we'll we'll go from there. Um, uh, blah 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 blah. B on Facebook Live says, "You think we got the best wide receiver core in the country?" Here's what I think, B. Um, I think that we have a lot of talent. I but we don't have a lot of people who have proven it yet, right? Like Kayshawn Booty is the only wide receiver in that room who's proved it. Reminds me a lot of, reminds me a lot of that 2019 class, right? Or 2019 season. Look, Justin Jefferson proved it. Justin Jefferson had already gone out there and shown that he can be a dog. Uh, but then you had Terrace Marshall and Jamar Chase who haven't really shown a lot. Uh, and then they came on, and, we, and the rest is history. But I do think that we have a lot of talent, but there's a lot that we have to find out. I guess you could say, too, Jare Jenkins, uh, but Jare's got a lot of things he needs to work on, too. Look, he dropped the ball a lot last year. I think we have a lot of talent, uh, but we do have the potential to have the best running back, or running back, wide receiver core in the country. 
That's what I think. Uh, Alex Keen says, when do we talk LSU hoops? Alex, what we've been doing over the last couple of games is because <laughs> is we've been doing the post-game show. So uh, we'll just do that. We'll just do the post-game show. All right, let's get a couple more questions and we'll get on out of here. Uh, Lamar Williams says, Carter solidified as the most boneheaded player for taking a knee on the one-yard line in a critical game. Yeah. Uh, Kristen says, ask Blake. Brian Thomas Jr. said the quarterback room played a big part in his commitment. How about that? Hey, there you go. Look, you have a big one. TJ Finley, Miles Brennan, uh, Max Johnson, Garrett Nussmeyer. And look, you got Walker Howard right behind it. Dale says, ask Blake. Coach O tweeted, hold that tiger twice. We have a Brian Thomas Jr. And did we land Mike Jones Jr.? Mike Jones. Um, it looks that way. Yep, it really, really looks that way. Okay, guys, before we get out of here, don't forget, if you're just joining the show, we mentioned this in the beginning, if you own a restaurant and or if you know someone who does, we're trying to help a restaurant locally here out that's been hurt by the pandemic. Let them get in touch with me. I want to work with them, and we want to do something to promote their business, and we really want to get that started. So if you know someone or if you own a a restaurant, please hit me up, hit up my DMs, And we will definitely talk about that. Also, everybody, before we get out of here, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to Are You Serious Sports. Hit that subscribe and uh, subscribe button and the notification bell to get all of our uh, content. Uh, Last question. LB Carlin says, ask Blake, how's Cole Taylor looking? He's a big target. Heard he was doing good. Heard he was doing good. Agree 100%. Chili. Let's see. What did Chili said? I think Jeray Jenkins is a proven commodity. Is he, though? Like, is he? No, I don't know. To say proven. Hey, Justin Jefferson, a thousand yards receiver, is proven. Three, four, five hundred yards isn't proven. Hey, ten drops is not proven. So, we'll see. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here, and we will see you again tomorrow night. Either before or after, I'll have to go look up the time, but I'll let you go tomorrow. We will see you guys soon. Peace out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.